Hello, welcome to Tea House with Memories. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Cast Away. Uh, released December 22nd, 2000. Um, the first film of the 2000s for Tom, I think. Um, or was... No. Um, yes, I think so, because Green Mile was 1999. So uh, this is the first film of the new millennium, uh, which uh, involved Tom spending some time, losing some weight... Um, we'll talk about the production in a second. It was the third highest grossing film of 2000, uh, making 429 million uh, off a budget of roughly 90. Um, and it did quite well in terms of uh, box office, but also in terms of uh, critically being acclaimed. It got 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 84% audience score, 7.8 on IMDb. Uh, Tom was nominated for Best Actor Oscar for this particular film. He lost out to Russell Crowe, who, on his next film, starred with Meg Ryan and had an affair um, with Meg Ryan. Uh, something Tom never did on any of the films that he worked with Meg Ryan on. Um, uh, he won the Golden Globe for this. Um, and also, both him and Wilson were nominated uh, at the 2001 MTV Movie Awards for Best On-Screen Duo or Team in a Movie. Um, so uh, he was also nominated for Best Kiss and Best Action Sequence and Best Performance. Uh, he did not win any of those, but uh, I think he should have been one Best On-Screen Duo. I mean, come on, it's iconic. Uh, oh, do you want me to talk about this? Uh, at the MTV Movie Awards, I don't know. I haven't got them up. Some, you, can, you can check during the show if you wish, Rob. Uh, joining me to talk about him, you heard him just then. It is Rob Arnold. Hello, Rob. Uh, don't worry, Wilson. I'll do all the paddling. You just hang on. <laughs> uh, Eric Nash. Hey there. How's, how's it going? Glad to be back. Uh, and Alice Lauren. Returning from another Tom Hanks water-based film, Splash. Hi, yes. I cannot, cannot get away from water and Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes. Uh, notably so far, I think Alice has not liked any of the Tom Hanks films that she has seen. Uh, <laughs> so, at least with uh, us, not so fun fact. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and also not with not with you, Eric, as well. She didn't like a league of yeah, their true. own. So she's a she's yeah. a harsh mistress when it comes to passing judgment on Tom Hanks films. Uh, maybe this will be the one that turns it around. Maybe this will be the one that finally endears her to Tom Hanks. Jesus Christ, with an introduction like that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw this film at the cinema um, on the second biggest screen of my local cinema, Screen 7, at 6 o'clock on the 14th of January 2001. It was a jam-packed screening. I distinctly remember it just being full of people. Um, I would say sold out if I had to guess. Um, and I kind of, rem- like, it, I, it's one of those screenings that I kind of remember because, like, everyone was gripped by everything that was happening in this film, you know, from the plane crash to the kind of uh, survival to the, you know, the final getting off the island. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Castaway. Um, and it, I just remember being, like, a really kind of fun screening. And also, um, I think... I think before that, I'd seen What Lies Beneath, like, a, I don't know, like a, a month before or something. Um, and that was also quite a full screening as well. Um, and also, that has a twist in that was spoiled in the trailer that people <laughs> were kind of mad about. Uh, and Robert Zemeckis was like, look, if we, you know, like, the trailer for this gave away the fact that he gets off the island. You know, you've just got to tell people what's going to happen and then they'll come and see the film. And I guess he was right, because What Lies Beneath was the 10th highest grossing film of that year, so... You know, when when does a director ever manage to get two top ten films in a single year? Um, you know, 
so when was the first time that you saw this film? I'm going to start with what I assume is the oldest of my guests, and that is Rob. Um, yes, I, I believe that is correct. <laughs> um, I actually, I think I saw it probably the same week as you were, maybe the week after. I, I happened to be visiting New York um, in, in uh, January 2001, and I actually... I think I saw five movies in the span of like four days in the theater because I had I was there for meetings and I had some some spare time. So every night I would see something else. So I saw this. I saw 13 Days. I saw uh, What Women Want. I saw The Family Man and I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So I, I had a jam packed week. This is I mean, I, I enjoyed all of them, but this is the one I love the most. Yeah, um, I've I've seen this movie more than 10 times. It was it was so much fun even rewatching it just today just for for the show just to watch it once more and get a grasp it you know I I I'm a big Tom Hanks fan not as much as you obviously there but uh, I I am a big fan of of most of his his work and to me this is one of his best performances I you mentioned earlier that that he lost to Russell Crowe I was a little upset because I think this is such an amazing um, role for him because he actually can show how great an actor he is because for more than an hour of this movie, he's all alone. Well, with Wilson, but, you know, pretty much he's, he's talking just to the audience and he's able to yeah. carry it and still keep it so, um, so enjoyable watching his performance. So I was a little upset he didn't win, but that's, that, that's the way it works. <laughs> A December twenty second release is is deliberately that's the Oscar window like that. If you're yes. releasing your film in December, the second or third week, you're looking to get Oscar nominations, and obviously that was successful in this particular case. Um, you know, we should say, of course, the film was like it was one of the kind of earliest films for DreamWorks as well. Um, so obviously, you know, Robert Zemeckis is friends with um, uh, with Steven Spielberg. Uh, Tom had you know just done Saving Private Ryan, you know, for Spielberg, so. Uh, you know, they'd worked together on Forrest Gump, obviously made a lot of money off that. That was the highest grossing film of that year, won a ton of Oscars. <laughs> so um, I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, that DreamWorks was the studio that picked this up. And of course, Gladiator winning a bunch of Oscars was like the kind of the first time that DreamWorks had, you know, put a film out that won like a bunch of Oscars. Um, although this is distributed by Fox, but that was distributed by Universal. But, you know, obviously they had a, a weird setup. Eric, do you remember the first time that you saw Castaway? I, I mean, it's, it's a little hazy, but, uh, you know, like roughly a year later, it won't, when it won't showed up on HBO. Um, it wasn't, you know, just at that point in my life, I just wasn't going to out to the theater too often. But uh, but it definitely made an impression. I really enjoyed it. And uh, uh, I've probably seen it five or so times since then i mean mostly on on just you know uh more normal uh, uh commercial ridden tv unfortunately so uh definitely uh just uh, just in the past week or so uh prior to recording here i did get, get a chance to watch the a true good cut of it and really uh, immerse myself back into it the whole the whole thing because it is so weird that uh that uh it feels like a lot more of the movie should be him on the island than what it is the the, it, the build up to it the intro you know go, going through his his life prior prior to him getting uh, stranded cast away so so forth um uh and then then the after effects as well uh take up a lot more time than than what i feel like is in my is in my head for what happened yeah uh and alice uh i'm i'm gonna guess you probably can recall the first time you watched this film i do i actually do remember last night um, when I finally saw it, 
Uh, yeah, I was not watching this film when I was, whatever, seven or eight years old when this came out. Uh, which, oh my god, it's telling my age, but in a, in a, in a probably worse way. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, or, or, oh, okay, never mind. I thought this movie came out in, in 2000, so 95, so I was way younger. Yeah, I, I didn't see it then. Uh, <laughs> no, not, not a toddler film. Um, although not, not too, like, you know, unfamily friendly or anything, actually, but, well, except, except for all the blood, which was not, not a great part of the film, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I liked it, I'd, I'd heard about it, you know, just, I mean, I'd heard about Wilson, I thought, oh my god, that's it, like, he's gonna probably lose him at some point, um, because why else would he scream for him, that was just a prediction that I had while watching, (laughs) um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, a, a, a good film for sure, the better than Splash. <laughs> better than league of their own obviously the like what's interesting about this film and i think that like the thing that kind of people really know about it if you know anything other than wilson is the fact that they started filming it kind of in early 1999 almost like uh, two years before it came out um then they stopped for a full year um and then tom hanks lost a bunch of weight and grew a beard and the hair that is in the film that blonde hair that's his hair if his hair grows out it goes blonde for some reason uh, these days it goes gray but you know back then it would go blonde um and you know obviously the, the whole point was they cut you know they kind of filmed it as like in sequence which is unusual and then um while waiting for tom hanks to lose the weight um robert zemeckis went off and shot what lies beneath he, With the he same took crew. the same crew. Yeah, he took the same crew and they just went somewhere else and they shot the whole film and then they came back to this island and they finished off filming all the stuff on the island and then obviously, you know, Tom Hanks cut his hair and his beard and, um, you know, then they filmed kind of the end of the film. Um, and, you know, we should also say that even though FedEx appears all over this film, <laughs> um, they did not, they don't, they didn't give any money to it at all. They didn't sponsor it in any way. People felt that, like when it came out that it was a bit of like a FedEx advert. Although the fact that like all the packages get lost on an island, I don't think it's a good advert for FedEx. So, um, you well, know, they did get the president of FedEx to, to, to do a cameo. So they did. Yeah, but I mean, like, they took no money from them. And obviously, you know, afterwards, FedEx, like, they had, like, a surge in recruitment. So, you know, it helped them out. But, you know, they when it when it came down to it, Robert Zemeckis just felt that if they substituted FedEx for a fake company, it just wouldn't have had the same impact. And also, they would have had to, like, CGI that company's name onto a bunch of FedEx planes that they were going to use anyway. And it would have just ended up kind of taking people out of the reality. Um, you know, whereas everyone kind of knows you know what fedex is so it it also gives the the viewer like a an understanding of you know what's happening with without having to kind of spell out you know if it was a fake company you'd have to spend some time setting up the idea that it was some kind of delivery company and you know just just having fedex there just makes it easier uh for people to kind of understand and then of course uh there was like a, a joke that was done a few years later at the super bowl um where you know because obviously there is a package in this film that never gets opened um, and in in this particular, um, you know, uh, Super Bowl lad, they had them open like he says, what's in the what's in the box? And she says, oh, nothing much. Just a satellite phone, a GPS locator, fishing rod, water purifier and some seeds, you know, just, you know. <laughs> so the joke is everything that he needed to survive was in the package that he didn't open up. 
um, you know, which I thought was quite amusing. Right. Yeah. Well, on, the, on the on the DVD, which which uh, I used to have, I don't know where it is at this point. So they they also had a uh, oh, what are those things called? <laughs> is this the Q and A session? Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I read that part. Yeah, so they they, yeah. they have a well, oh what's the word for for the surprise that the uh, oh, Easter egg there you go sorry <laughs> I don't know why I, I forgot that word uh, that phrase so they have an Easter egg on there with with uh, an interview with Robert Zemeckis where someone asked him the same question and he says oh it it was a uh, uh, what did what do you say it was it was a, a non uh, it was a waterproof a non chargeable satellite. Uh, satellite phone or something like yeah. That. Yeah. yeah so that's the gag is like if he if he just opened that up he could have called somebody and got off the island really really quickly um but yeah so and i mean i've seen what lies beneath it's an okay film uh you know it's michelle fife is really good in it harrison ford as ever seems bored out of his brains although towards the end of the film he seems mildly more interested in what's going on um, i wonder what I, yeah but as i said the tra- the trailer gave away the twist but I, I also i remember that screening being quite full and everyone enjoying that film as well so um and also worth noting in this year also the perfect storm came out uh so i don't know what's going on with uh storms and plane crashes and stuff but it was you know uh obviously in the zeitgeist um but uh yeah so uh the idea for this actually came kind of originated with um with tom hanks he was like you know what if we did like gilligan's island but instead of gilligan being able to survive he was kind of immediately maimed and then you know couldn't make it a fire and you know just kind of was hopelessly lost and it was more realistic um and he'd spoken to william Broyles jr about kind of a screenplay with that as the idea um and he you know william Broyles jr had kind of written it uh wrote in it <clears throat> had written it and they were kind of, you know, looking for somebody to direct it. Um, and then apparently Zemeckis and Hanks kind of met up about something else. And then he mentioned that he had this idea. And, uh, you know, the three of them were like, OK, this, you know, we can get this. We can get this made. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, like the uh, years later, um, Tom Hanks apparently now has diabetes. And he blames that on the fact that he kept putting on weight and losing weight in the in his kind of like 30s and 40s. And I think he blames this film basically for kind of him uh, being like that now and, you know, kind of says that, you know, really he shouldn't have lost that much weight as quickly as he did and he, he shouldn't have kind of... In fact, before before he lost the weight, he actually put weight on. Um, so when we start the film, he's actually a little heavier than he normally would be so that the weight loss is more dramatic when we, when we see it kind of halfway through the film. Um, 